Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Hey everyone, welcome to the Chromecast, the official podcast from Chrome Unboxed where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. We went live on YouTube this week to talk Google Home Mini, CES, pre-release Pixelbook stuff, and upcoming high-powered devices from Samsung and Asus. Enjoy. Hey folks, welcome to the Chromecast episode two. We are live from the Chrome Unbox headquarters, not from Google, not as cool, but uh, we're still going to be coming at you, giving you some good content uh, for today. So um, as you heard, this is episode two. So um, episode one, we did uh, live from Google. Um, if you didn't see that one and you want to check it out, go to chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast and check that out. Um, but yeah, I'm joined today uh, by, by Robbie Payne and Gabriel Brangers. Uh, my name is Joe Humphrey. And uh, yeah, so today we're just going to be uh, going through some stuff uh, with Chrome OS and Chromebooks and all things Chrome. Yeah. Right, guys? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, basically talking about uh, some of the things that have been uh, bigger news pieces since, um, since we left Google. Yeah. Because um, as always, um, stuff just kind of keeps moving through. So there's, there's lots to talk about. Yeah, and I mean, the main thing, you know, we, we were out at the uh, Google hardware event, um, and they announced a, late, a, a lot of great products, um, but one of those that we kind of want to uh, highlight today and, and talk about a little bit uh, is the Google Home Mini. So, yeah, talk to me a little bit. Tell, tell me about this Google Home Mini. What's going on? Um, so, yeah, the, uh, Google decided to put out the Google Home Mini, and it wasn't a surprise to a lot of people. Um, for months, it's been rumored. We kind of knew it was coming. Um, and then part of that leak that happened the week before the event, uh, we saw uh, lots of pictures of it. And again, it wasn't a huge surprise, um, but what the Google Home Mini brought to the table was um, a $49 entry-level, easy access way for people uh, to get Google Home 
in their home, uh, and it was a way for Google to get assistant uh, into people's homes. And so um, there was a, a hiccup. Was about a week ago? Yeah, it was last week, middle in middle of last week. And so uh, <clears throat> basically what happened is, if, if you all haven't seen this, we reported on it um, as well, but it was definitely in response to what happened with um, uh, individual at Android Police. Um, he actually is the owner of, of all of Android Police. So uh, for Google, probably unfortunate that this happened with, with Artem. Um, but on the flip side, better it happened now than sure. a sure. month yeah. from now. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, basically, uh, long story short, the the top portion of the Google Home um, acts as a, um, a capacitive touch area. And so Google really spent some time touting the fabric that they created from scratch mm-hmm. for the top of the Google Home Mini. And it had, lets light through so the LEDs can shine through it, lets sound through so your voice can get through it, and also lets touch through. Um, somewhere in this production, uh, there's an issue with the, the top panel. I don't know if it's the fabric or I, I don't know. They haven't come out and said what it is, but there's an issue um, where the the mini would trigger Google Assistant because you could long press. And you know, we found mm-hmm. that out post the event. Yeah, I was yeah. never able to do it with mine because I guess it was in the transition. <laughs> you can play, pause music right. with it, um, turn off an alarm with it, and, but you, apparently you could long press it. Um, to act to, to invoke the assistant. Yeah, and so some somewhere in all that that it does, um, it was actually being triggered and just sitting there and listening. Um, and so Artem actually ended up finding long periods of time. If you look, you can go into your Google Activity and see um, what Google has recorded anytime you you invoke the assistant, uh, which is really cool. It's cool that Google does that. It's cool that they're transparent. It's cool that you can go in and delete your history um, at any point in time. Um, he saw that and was really alarmed, as I would hope most of you would be. That feels uh, really invasive uh, for something to be recording you all the time. Uh, Google was quick to respond. Um, they they immediately came and got the devices. Um, they tore them down, tried to figure out what's going on. And their initial response actually was that um, it was only uh, the the devices that they handed out at the hardware event. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you're talking, you know, what, five hundred, six hundred yeah, people, something, most, maybe, yeah. tops that, that that went out. And so it was kind of like, okay, here's this concealed mm-hmm. issue that was not that big of a deal. And um, once they come out, the the regular ones come out, they're going to be fine. And mm-hmm. it turned out that wasn't the issue. And, and instead, um, now Google has basically said, hey, we're we're completely disabling the top touch portion of the Google Home. Um, mini and so um, that to me isn't isn't cool <laughs> at all um, and and I'll I'll say my piece and then kind of let you guys weigh in and see uh, what your thoughts are on the, on the matter but in my head and we're, we're gonna follow this up actually with a piece um, that we're gonna put uh, on the site probably later tonight so you can read a little bit more in depth if, if this kind of passes you by or you're listening in the car or something and um, so obviously the comment section will be open I would love to uh, see the conversation this spurs, but in my mind, um, I really feel like this is something where Google needs to take a proactive stance and, and recall the device. I, I feel like they should have done so right at the beginning because uh, in a nutshell, you get a device that has a hardware deficiency mm-hmm. and it's getting shipped and sure, they're disabling the part that causes the issue, but that's a huge part of interacting. If any of you the own experience. a... Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. own a Google Home... I mean, you know that touching the top is like 
just a normal thing. I mean, sometimes it's it's not even a player pauses a song. It's you've asked Google something and it starts reading a Wikipedia entry, and it's going to be reading that entry for a good three or four minutes because it's a long entry. You don't want to hear it anymore, so you reach over and touch it. Alarm goes off. You reach over and touch it. Song's playing. You reach over and touch it. Uh, and the fact that that's not working, in my mind, the easiest thing I can equate that to is uh, my daughter has a three-and-a-half-year-old Samsung Galaxy S5 that she just uses kind of as a portable little thing to play on, right? Uh, about a year ago, the volume down switch went off. Like, it didn't work anymore. So, if something's playing too loud, I say, you need to turn it down. She knows. She hits the volume up. The volume thing pops up on the screen. She drags the bar. Does it work? Sure. Yeah, you can turn the volume down. That's fine. But if Samsung were to ship a device knowing that that was the case, they went, oh, man, all the Galaxy S8s have right. volume down switches that don't work. Oh, well, there's a workaround. It's fine. No one would be fine with that. No one would be fine with that. And and this, what it feels like Google's doing is going, okay, this, yeah, this fixed it, and there's a hacky way to still, you can still talk to it, right? You can still do that. But one of the primary ways you interact with the device is gimped and broken, it needs to be recalled because the long-term effects of this are not going to be good because this is a device on the level of Chromecast, right? Yeah. That it's cheap. People would buy it in right. droves and now you've got it. It's gimped. People that ha aren't going to watch this, that aren't going to read tech blogs are going to get it in their home. They saw some video by some person where they were touching it and they're going to get it out of the box and they're going to go, oh, that song's playing and I'm going to touch it and it's not it's going to stop. Well, now it's yeah. broken. Okay, Google. My Google Home Mini's broken. No, your Google Home Mini's not broken. That's the way we had to disable that because blah, blah, blah. Right. Why would I buy a product from Google again yeah. after that? And, and Brian mentioned that he was under the impression that the long press feature was the only thing that was disabled. But if you go, if you see our previous article and then Artem's article from Android Police, if you actually go to the Google Home support page and go to, <clears throat> go to Google Home Mini, it, it clearly states they have permanently disabled any top tap functions. Yeah, and, I can, and we can both verify we have Yeah, we have them, but yeah. it doesn't work. It doesn't so. work, and it's a bummer. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I mean, I know it's a small thing. It seems like a small feature, but, um, you know, I, I came home from San Francisco, and I gave mine to my daughter and said, hey, you can use this, and at night, instead of playing music on your phone to go to sleep to, tell Google to play music. And it was this really neat thing, and she was excited, and she just loves it. She shows it to every friend that comes over. And now she uses it to go to sleep to. And so when I walk into her room to turn it off, used to, I walked in and touch it and walk out of the room. Mm -hmm. Now I'm leaning over trying to go, oh, okay, Google. Okay, Google. Okay, Google. <laughs> you know, I don't want to wake her up. It's, it's, she kind yeah. of, I feel ridiculous doing it, right? Like, and again, it's a small thing, but yeah. it's one of the primary ways you interact yeah. with the device. And but it's, it's, it's it, broken. Yeah, right. It's just broken. It's, it's, a, it's a primary function. I mean, whether, yeah. whether they want to acknowledge it or not, that is part of the user experience, right? right? So being able to tap that, I mean, yeah, you said it, like any Google Home that you have, even the, the main one, you know, that, that functionality is part of it, right? So right. if you don't have that as, as part of the product, then... Yeah, it's a, it's a tough situation. Um, I'm curious to see how they, if, if they do anything about it or if they just let it ride. Because I could see a scenario where, you know, there's devices going out. Because like you said, there's a lot of folks that aren't going to be watching this podcast or reading tech blogs that are going to sure. go buy this thing. It's not going to work, right? So what does that do and, and what implications does that have long term for for not only just that product and somebody returning that product, but but long term somebody's impressions of Google products. Period. Right. right. 
So, um, so yeah, it's an interesting situation. I'm curious to see what happens. Like Robbie said, guys, you know, please uh, hit us up in the comments uh, of this live stream or once we put out our article, you know, take a look on there and, and, and let us know what you think. Yeah, because I, I want to emphasize, too, that the three of us sitting here are, are big fans of Google. You know, sure. Joe, Joe got a new MacBook for work this week. And the first thing that goes on it is Chrome. Yeah. And the last thing that gets set up is any Apple apps. I mean, we're, we are fans and users of, of Chromebooks and Chrome devices. When I started listing them for the article that I'm preparing about this, I was actually kind of shocked at how much of a fanboy, honestly, <laughs> of Google I am. Because like I am. walking Google store. You know, yeah. I, I am. And, and so I'm a fan of them. And I hate to, to criticize stuff. But when things need to be criticized, they need to be. And, Absolutely. And, and I feel like, you know, this, this is something where... I hope Google does the right thing because they could have a production run that comes in after this one um, where that's fixed. That's not a hardware issue that's that's a thing anymore. Right. And, and, you know, maybe it's a, hey, if you have one of the ones that doesn't work on, we'll offer you a free a free trade. Um, so maybe it doesn't have to be a full recall. I, I don't know. I don't know how you handle that kind of stuff. But I have to imagine that a few million dollars that you would eat by, by doing the recall now, um, it would have been better, again, had they done this when it came up, Stop those supply chains, sure. pull those things back now before they get out in the market um, and, and start causing an issue. They didn't do that. Um, and so it's, it's patched and it's not doing the bad thing it was doing, but now it's not doing one of the primary good things it was doing now. And so um, I can't help but see that it's gimped and broken. And, and I'm really uh, kind of sad about the fact that it, that's the case right now with Google Home Mini because before that happened, I was I, I, yeah. I just told a lot of people like, "Hey, man, you can get Google Home, uh, you know, and have this experience in your house for fifty bucks. You know, this is kind of a no-brainer. Go grab one." And the biggest gripe was that it didn't have an auxiliary outboard. You know, yeah, sure, that's still a gripe and that's legitimate, but like this is a this is a problem uh, and, and it's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's uh, I'm, I'm curious. Like I said, I'm curious to see how how Google handles it and and how they move forward with this, but. Um, yeah, so that's kind of a bummer, but you know it is what it is. So one thing we are excited about. So there, there there's the downer, right? But yeah. one thing we're excited about is uh, the Pixel Book, right? So you know what's what's new. I mean, we we saw this device uh, out in San Francisco, obviously, and we're super excited about it. What what's new, guys? I mean, talk to me about this this Pixel Book. When, when's it when's it coming? Where can people pre-order it? I mean, tell tell me everything. Um, there's a lot we can't say about it. What I can tell you. We've gotten a lot of questions on the website. We do have one. Uh, we're allowed to tell you that. Um, I'm not sure if we're allowed to tell you when we're allowed to talk about it. <laughs> and I don't want to overstep those bounds, especially yeah. since I kind of just grilled Google a little bit. So um, I'm not sure. I can tell you it's soon. We're going to be able to deliver something to you soon about our, our time with the Pixelbook. Yep. And uh, other than that, I can't say too much. Um, I'm checking That's some of the comments. We're going to try to do this as we go. Um, yeah, we check through. A couple people saying we're having some volume issues. So. Uh, we're going to turn up now that our rockets quit. Yeah, hopefully, uh, things keep moving through. Uh, I apologize if, if uh, the, the live stream cuts out here and there. Uh, a lot of that we can't control because there's multiple things happening obviously I know our, our internet connection here looks strong and we've been monitoring it uh, as we go so uh, we'll we'll obviously uh, continue to keep looking to that yeah. but um, but as far as the pixel book goes again we're limited as to what we can say um, but uh, it, it becomes available for uh, order and you should start seeing it pop up in stores on October 31st mm-hmm. um, and yeah. I, I can at least tell you that we'll have you a review before that day I can tell you that 
Yeah, Best Buy, Best Buy is, is promising. They'll have it in stores on the 1st, and pre-orders will be out on the 1st. Amazon's releasing it on the 31st along with Google. Uh, a lot of the questions we've been getting and we're getting now live is, is the price justified? From our, well, from my limited time with the device and the, the other devices, the higher price i7 device is coming and the potential those devices have, yeah, I, I think it is. I, I really do. I, I don't think Google needs to justify the price of the Pixelbook. I think it's it's worth every penny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, again, we can speak to uh, <laughs> the time we spent with it uh, at, in San Francisco. I mean, it's... Um, it is an elegant um, piece of machinery. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a great device. It, it feels great. It looks great, uh, and seems to be very fast. Um, and like I said, I, we don't want to push the boundaries of what we can talk about. Just wanted to let you guys know, kind of an update that sure. um, the the stuff is coming uh, very soon. So you won't have to wait too much longer uh, before reviews and all that kind of stuff come out. Not just from us, but uh, sure. from everybody, from media in general. Sure. So yeah. um, hopefully, those are. Uh, majority positive sure absolutely yeah. I, mean, I mean just for for folks that might be interested you know i know a lot of folks um are following the site and probably know this already but if someone wanted to pre-order this device can they do that right now yeah absolutely, sure. absolutely. so yeah. Where, where can they do that uh the the quickest place i mean that, that most people feel comfortable shopping online would be amazon um and we'll we'll throw a link down in the bottom of this um but the links all over our site too um, where you can any any article basically on um, on the Pixelbook, we usually include a link where you can go pre-order it. And so far, we've not seen anything saying that they're going to be delaying shipment shipments or anything. And, and in general, it's an expensive device, so right. um, I, I would seriously doubt we're going to run into supply issues. Um, but uh, probably B and H, Best Buy, uh, I think they're doing pre-orders now as well, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they, they, you can go there as well. And if you have a local Best Buy, maybe you want to go check it out, get your hands on one. Um, we're only, what is today? The 20th? 20th? 20th. So, uh, hey, we're only uh, 11 days away yeah. then from, you know, these starting to pop up at stores. And you're going to see a lot of stuff online in the next couple of weeks yeah. uh, about these devices. So uh, we're excited about it and excited to share with you guys. It's uh, It's fun to get stuff early, but... Uh, it's it's also fun to be able to talk about it and yeah. share it. So yeah. we haven't been able to do that yet, and are eager to do so. So, yeah. and uh, Gabe, do we have any do we have any comments that we want to check? Yeah, out? I mean, we a lot of it was about the price of the Pixel Book. Uh, someone just asked if the containerization dream was dead. Uh, <laughs> I can assure you that's still very much alive. It's yeah. still in development, and I'll actually be publishing an article tomorrow talking about that a little bit more. And it kind of ties into an article that Robbie published yesterday on the new devices uh the new samsung and asus yeah, devices yeah, yeah it was yesterday uh google obviously is doing is pushing for enterprise and there is a lot of work going on with containers and being able to run containerized apps and operating system environments on top of chrome os it is a real thing it already exists in the form of android apps that is what's happening for those of you that aren't familiar that is the Android environment, Arc environment running sandboxed on top of Chrome OS. And they are doing the same thing with other applications and operating systems. And I, if the timeline falls into place, I feel like that will happen or at least begin to happen with the release of Chrome OS 63, which will be six, seven weeks from now. Yeah, yeah. roughly. Yeah. So end of the year-ish. Yeah, so. yeah. 
Um, and and, and I, I think that kind of just dovetails us right into uh, talking about those. Yeah, classes, I mean, it's right? it's uh, you know we're, obviously we're excited about the Pixel Book. That's that's the next chapter. Very much uh, so. uh, we're excited about that, but there's still some other things on the horizon that, that we're excited about. Um, you know, CES is right around the corner. Uh, you know, yeah. we're we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be out in Las Vegas uh, for this year's uh, Consumer Electronics Show. Uh, really excited about that, and, and I, I just wanted to you know talk to you guys a little bit about. Um, what we might see and, and what we're expecting. What are some of the possibilities uh, uh, from coming out of CES this year? Well, I'll start with, uh, we just kind of briefly mentioned that, but Samsung and Asus uh, both are definitely working on uh, bringing Core of 7, 16 gig of RAM devices to the market, likely for enterprise, but who knows, we might see them in a consumer front as well. So, um, you know, I think the CES timeline could line up for them to kind of at least have those on display to show them. Uh, but I think there's probably some interesting possibilities in the uh, detachable tablet. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, detachables <laughs> and tablets, Chrome OS versions are, they are a thing. They've been in the works for a while. Uh, actually, while we were in Vegas in January, the CES 2017, we saw the first, uh, Chrome OS tablet begin its development. Uh, just did an article about it today. It looks like it's going to have a, a stowable stylus, just like the Pro and the Plus do. But they're in the works, and it's not—it's not a far-reaching thing. I mean, it's just—it's the direction Chrome OS is taken. Uh, it's not like developers are sitting around going, "Man, how do we get Chrome OS on a tablet?" I mean, I can rip the keyboard off of this, and I have Chrome OS on a tablet. It's not that big of a deal. The light—the operating system's lightweight. It runs great with Android apps beside it, and we know that they're that they're in the works. Um, the Pixel Book was almost a year in development, almost a year to the date actually, from development to launch a couple of weeks ago. Scarlet, the tablet, Chrome OS tablet, began development at the beginning of the year, so I think it's I think it's very plausible. Uh, CES isn't a huge platform for Chromebooks, but Samsung kind of changed the game there last year sure. when they announced the Pro and Plus. So we could see the launch of uh, um, multiple tablets, possibly detachable devices at CES. Uh, I certainly think there'll be a much larger Chrome OS presence there. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, and I, th and I think some of that goes back to the Pixelbook in general. Yeah. So. Um, you know, love or hate the price and, and the way it's positioned in the market. Um, if you think about it, a device that, again, it's, it's not out yet, so we're not seeing uh, a ton of advertising for mm -hmm. it, but I've been watching the uh, Major League Baseball playoffs. Uh, my Cubbies went down last night, mercifully. Uh, it was a rough series. But um, every commercial break, it seemed like there was a Pixel 2, Pixel XL 2 commercial. Like, uh, they're pushing the, the that phone heavily, but it's also been released, right? It came out on the 19th, so this yeah. week it, it actually yeah. hit the market. So, um, we kind of expect the same type of thing, maybe not as aggressive, because, right. you know, the phone market is, is crazy cutthroat. But you're going to start seeing advertisements, whether it be online or, or during your favorite TV shows, you're going to start seeing the Pixel Book. You're going to um, see it out and about. You're going to see billboards. You're going to see all that kind of stuff soon. That kind of stuff has a trickle-down effect. So regardless of whether you think you ever buy the, the Pixelbook itself, um, it becomes this thing where um, other vendors start thinking, oh, you know, it's it may be time for us to move and get our Pixelbook, our, our, our Chromebook out because people are starting to become aware of Pixelbooks. And so CES is always on the edge 
of, of kind of what we see. So it makes a lot of sense that some of these form factors that we haven't yet seen um, could actually show up at CES. So, yeah, I I agree. We'll likely see some detachables, some tablets, that kind of stuff. Because uh, we don't know who makes these these devices we're tracking. So Soraka, the detachable that we're tracking, um, and Scarlet, the tablet that we're tracking, we're, we're not sure who makes those at this right. point. So um, anybody kind of is in play. There's a lot of people that make tablets and a lot of people that make detachables. Yeah. So in general, anybody could make them and they could show up. And there could be Chromebooks that we've missed because they're they're starting to get smart um, mm. and, and make use the same board to make multiple devices. <laughs> they're on to us. Yeah, <laughs> they're on to us. And, and, it's, and it's a fun game, right? You know, uh, we got to talk with a lot of uh, the, the Chrome OS team out in San Francisco. And so... Um, you know, it, it's a little bit of cat and mouse, you know, sure. they're, they're trying to keep some secrets from us, but also, you know, enjoy seeing the stuff that they're working on kind of get out and people talking about it. And so for all of you watching our videos, I, I, I we haven't shared this yet, but, um, I want you all to know, um, and especially those who visit the website, who spend time commenting there, the guys that build these devices, the guys that make them read our site and read your all's comments. Absolutely. That all of them. Like they were, they were probably as excited to see us as we were to see them. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's not just about Chrome Unboxed. It's about this community that's yeah. kind of developed around it. And, and they enjoy, um, and, and I heard multiple people make multiple comments about the fact that the comment section, especially on the website, YouTube can get a little dicey, um, but in comments on the website, um, and YouTube's just that way. But comments on the website, really, they, they enjoy getting in there and reading those comments. And, and obviously, they can't jump in and comment a bunch because they can't share most of the things they're working on. But they really enjoy reading them and seeing people talk about yeah. think about Chrome OS. It, it energizes them to do their job, too. So um, yeah, big shout out to, to uh, our reader base and, and fan base. And um, we obviously wouldn't do what we do without you all. Um, and and it's cool that the, the guys that build the things that we get to talk about are excited right. to, to read yeah. your all's comments. That's yeah. that was a really really neat connection to get. Yeah, to so just I mean get involved, you know, uh, sure. whether it's on the comments of this live video or um, on the website or just on any YouTube video, you know, we're we're checking those things whether we are commenting back or not, we're checking them. Okay? So get involved, you know, get uh, be a part of the community and, and let us know what you think about uh, what we're talking about and what we're posting on YouTube and on the website. Um, anything else we want to share, guys? I mean, I think that uh, I think much kind of a up. circle back around to the home mini and CES yeah. and encompass all that. I think Robert and I were discussing this yesterday, and much like Google's hardware event, I think CES is going to kind of be assistance everywhere. Oh, I think yeah. it's going to be it's going to be Alexa, it's going to be Google Assistant, Siri, all of that. I mean, we saw that la- so we saw that last Siri, year with Alexa. Alexa was showing yeah. up in like every yeah, other I think device where that was, was announced. Yeah, yeah, where it was Alexa last year, it'll be Google Assistant this year. Uh, we've already seen the launch of the uh, Mob Voice Tick Home Mini, which is their spin on kind of a Google Home mm-hmm. Mini, but it's portable, rechargeable, water resistant really awesome looking device we're hoping to get our hands on one here yeah. very soon and try it out uh, but there's six or seven other manufacturers that are already slated to launch uh, assistant enabled speakers and of course you know I mean we're seeing the assistant everywhere it's it's coming to Chromebooks it's it's in the pixel book already and that's kind of Google's thing right now AI first combined with hardware and software and that I think that's what we're gonna see a lot of in Las Vegas this year next year is uh, just smart stuff 
all sure. over the place. Yeah. So yeah, and you know, and, and Chromebooks in general now because of their position with what Google's doing, uh, find themselves right in the middle of all that. Right. So you have the Pixelbook being the first, but will not be the only down the road uh, device with Google Assistant built in. Chromebooks in general will have Google Assistant, even the old ones. We've seen commits; you can find it on the website, but. You know, they, they have a shortcut key, you know, key combination for devices that don't have an assistant key. They're already working that in. So yeah. um, for those of you who are going, well, I, I'm never going to buy a Pixelbook or, you know, I, I just bought the Samsung Chromebook Plus or Pro or, you know, the Asus or whatever. Um, you know, assistant will is coming. Right. Um, it's going to be in the middle of everything that Google's doing. Um, and, and, and that's kind of a cool thing. There's this, this thread that kind of threads everything together, yeah. whether it's Android. And now that, you know, Chromebooks run Android apps, you know, and we're coming out of beta with that, you know, all of it's just kind of tying together. And so if you ever question why it is we cover some stuff on Assistant, um, that's the main reason. Uh, and additionally, you know, Google Home runs a modified version of Chrome OS. Mm-hmm. Chromecast run a modified version of Chrome OS with Android built in here and there. And, Google Wi-Fi runs a modified version of Chrome OS, so it all kind of falls in, links in, and is all part of the same thing. And it used to be a little more ethereal, but right. you know now there's you got the Pixelbook and there's an assistant button. button right on yes. it. So yeah. um, it all it all ties together, and so we want to kind of be covering that and, sure. and stay on the front of of those types of things as well. And I'm sure CES is going to be loaded with uh, assistant stuff. Yeah, guys. So. If you all enjoyed this episode, uh, I think that pretty much wraps it up for today. So yeah, I mean, if you all enjoyed this episode, um, please come back and watch future episodes. We're going to do this uh, semi-monthly, so roughly every other week, you know, every two weeks, roughly. Um, So check us out. Uh, We're we're obviously live on YouTube, so you can find us there, Chrome Unboxed. Um, Also, uh, you can check out the website, chromeunboxed.com forward slash podcast um and that's where we'll link all of the episodes and some other links and show notes and whatnot um you can also find us on social um we're pretty much chrome unboxed on everything everything so yeah find us on there and and like robbie said earlier get involved yeah hit us up let us know what you all are thinking about what we're talking about today and uh yeah until next time i guess we'll see you guys all right hey guys thanks for tuning in you can find show notes over at chromeonebox.com forward slash podcast, along with tons of other info covered in this episode. Additionally, you can find us online on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Google Plus by searching at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.